Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. Today we're continuing our series on the ABCs of faith. What an important subject that is, because Jesus said, according to your faith, be it done unto you. Faith is your connection to God. And last time, we saw the nature of faith, what faith is. Now we're going to talk about the origin of faith. How faith comes. Where does it come from? How can we gain faith? Well, Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith it's impossible to please God. It's essential. It's the most valuable thing you have. It's your connection to God. It unites you to God's power and grace. It's the channel through which God works in your life. And so God expects you to live by faith. He rejoices when you have strong faith. He's upset when you're faithless. And because faith is so important, it is essential we know how to obtain faith and to cultivate faith, develop faith in our life so that it increases. God commands us to have faith. Have faith in God, he says, Mark 11:22. And so since God is just, if he expects us to have faith, then he must also provide the means by which we can have faith. In fact, he has provided a way by which anyone can possess faith. And he's told us how to get it. So that puts the responsibility back on us, doesn't it? To get faith. What about faith? Well, faith, Bible faith that is, originates from God. Its origin is God. It's not something you can drum up for yourself, work for, earn. It's a gift of God. Ephesians 2.8 says, By grace you're saved through faith, and that, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And actually, not, the, not just the salvation, but the faith also is the gift of God. It's grace. It's the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. You can't work up faith, because it's something ultimately that's supernatural. It's the gift of God. God is the giver of faith. And... Um, the faith, as well as the salvation, is the gift of God. And that excludes works. Let me show you this to you from Romans 4.16. It says, therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace. I want you to see here that grace and faith are twins that necessarily work together. And the way of grace and faith automatically then excludes works. And that's exactly what Romans 11.6 says. It says, if it's by grace through faith then it's no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. Therefore, it's impossible, you see, that faith can be earned or gained by human works, drummed up, as it were, by human willpower. Rather, it must be received as a gift from God. You see, God makes faith available to all men, but how does he give us faith? And I'm here to tell you today that faith comes one way and one way only, and that's through God's word. Romans 10.17 says that faith comes. Faith comes from God. How? By hearing, and by hearing the word of God. You see, faith comes by hearing and receiving God's word. Your faith grows by hearing and hearing and hearing. And the faith that you have is according to the word that you hear. That's why it's important what church you go to, for example and what uh, messages you listen to. You don't get faith by praying for it. It comes through God's word. And that's why it's called the word of faith in Romans 10, uh, 8. It says, the word is near you. 
and in your mouth, in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. It's the word that contains faith. It's the word that imparts faith. And so faith comes from God. It comes through the word of God. And that's why I call it Bible faith. Any other kind of faith falls short of the faith that pleases God. You might have faith in a higher power or some other God or some force or some philosophy or ex based on an experience other than the word of God. But that's not Bible faith. Neither does it c connect you to the God of the Bible. Look at Galatians 3, verse 2 to 5. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Here you see there's the two possible ways to get things from God. By your own works, or by contrast, the hearing of faith. You see, the hearing of God's word that, that creates faith in the heart that receives from God. You, the two are exclusive ways. You're either trusting in your works, or through the hearing of faith. Faith is received through the hearing of the word. Are you so foolish, he says, having begun in the spirit which is the hearing of faith, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? That's the works. Or have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore he, God, supp who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Notice the expression that describes the way God works by his Spirit in your life is the hearing of faith. Because faith comes from God by the hearing of the word. You see, not the way of human works. God doesn't work through that because it's of the flesh. Therefore, it's impossible that faith can be produced by human effort. Rather, it must be received from God by the hearing of his word. You've got to receive faith as a gift. You don't earn it, you don't drum it up, you receive it when you receive the word of God. And so to understand how faith comes, let me explain it this way, to, to understand why it's got to be like that. Words, you see, are containers of your inner life. Jesus said the good man out of the good treasure in his heart brings forth good things. How does he bring them forth? Out of the abundance of his heart, the mouth speaks. In other words, he brings it forth by his words. You put the good things that are in your heart, the substance that's in your heart, and you put them into your words and you release them through your words and that's how you bring them forth. Your words, you see, reveal what's in your heart. The words contain our breath and that's symbolic of our spirit. You release your spirit with your words. The same word for breath and spirit is the same in Hebrew and Greek, ruach or pneuma. And so in the same way with God, his words contain his breath, contain his spirit, contain his faith, his spirit of faith. His words are containers of light and the faith of God. 1 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture, every scripture is given by inspiration of God, which literally means they are God-breathed. When God spoke them, he put his breath, he put his spirit, he put his faith into them. Does God's words contain faith? Yes, because God believes that his word will come to pass. That's the spirit of faith. And that spirit is in his word. And if you receive his word into your heart, then that faith is implanted into your life. And that substance, that spirit of faith, then becomes part of you. Praise God. And that's the way God gives you his faith. 
God puts his life, his spirit of faith into his words, you see. They are faith-filled words. They're containers of faith. As we hear and receive his words into our heart, faith is imparted to our heart. That's how it works. That's why faith comes by hearing the words of God, you see. And if we will hear his words, if we will open our heart to his words, then faith will come to us. Hallelujah. He makes it available equally to all men. But our faith does depend on the attention we give to hearing his word. Hearing means to, to let his words sink into our heart, to submit to them as truth. And as we hear, faith is produced in us. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You know, there's a good analogy here between God's word and food. You see, the word of God is our spiritual food. It's food for our heart. As the food contains the strength and the energy that our body needs to function, so God's word contains the faith that our heart needs. Matthew 4.4, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out the mouth of God. In other words, God's word is compared to bread that we eat. We have to eat bread. We have to take it inside ourselves. In the same way, you have to receive God's word into your heart if it's going to do you any good. Man is called to live by faith. And so he must live by the word of God because faith comes from the word of God. Now, the word of God is our spiritual food. As we eat it, as we digest it, we absorb its strength and its substance into our heart. And this strength is, our, is equivalent to faith in the heart. So as bread is to our physical life, so God's word is to our spiritual life. We all need good physical food for our body, don't we? We all need good intellectual food for our minds. And in the same way, we need good spiritual food, the word of God, for our heart. God's word contains all the nourishment we need. Hallelujah. And uh, if you don't receive the word of God, you will be a weakling spiritually. Just like if you don't feed yourself mentally, you'll be a weakling mentally. And if you don't feed your body, you'll be a weakling physically. We need to be strong in faith by feeding regularly on the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, you cannot grow as a Christian without the word of God. You've got to keep eating the word to get strong. You know, you won't have the strength to live by faith without the word of God. And your willpower cannot substitute. God's word is the fuel for your life. It, it's got the divine substance in it for you to function in God's life and blessing. And so you need to live on a full tank. You, you need to live, keep your heart full of the word of God rather than living on fumes, you know, when, when, the tank, when it's practically empty. And so faith comes by receiving God's word. That's the only way you can get strength for your body, eating food. The only way you can get faith is by eating God's word. If you're feeling weak, you can't make yourself stronger by your own efforts, by your willpower. You have to eat. And in the same way, it's no good praying for faith, trying to work up faith. It only comes one way, and that is by receiving God's word. And so, as our physical food contains substance, energy, that imparts the strength we need, so God's word contains the substance called faith. Faith is a substance that gives us spiritual strength in our heart 
but enables us to operate in the life and the power of God. Hallelujah. And so you see, faith, strength comes by hearing the word of God. Now, as we digest it, that strength called faith, that substance called faith, is imparted to our heart. Just like when we digest food, that goodness is absorbed and becomes part of us. So when we eat God's word, the substance in God's word becomes part of who we are. It is imparted to our heart. The love that's in God's word gets put in our heart. The faith in God's word gets put in our heart. That should make us really hungry for the word of God, shouldn't it? That's why in 1 Peter 2, 2, it says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. Here the word is compared to milk, but it's the same idea. That you may grow thereby. How are you going to grow? It's through receiving the word of God, because that contains the substance you need to, to make you grow stronger. You need to drink in the word, and then you will grow in faith. It's good to be hungry and thirsty for the word. It's good to be an addict for the word of God. You know, if, you don't, if I go without eating for a few hours, I start getting hungry. I want to eat something. That's what it should be like for you. You've been a, a few hours away from the word of God. You should be getting those hunger pains. And say, oh, I, I, need to, I need to get some word in me. Hallelujah. And so the purpose of this message is to make you hungry and thirsty for the word of God. Because once you realize that's the only way you're going to get faith and have the strength to live your life and connect with the power of God is through the word of God, then you will get a bit radical in putting the word of God first in your life. You see, Job 23.12, he says, I have treasured the words of his mouth, even more than my necessary food. We need to get to that point, don't we? Now we can understand Hebrews 11.1 1 that says, faith is the substance. That's the definition of faith. It's the substance of things hoped for. Divine spiritual substance formed in your heart by God's words. That's the substance of your life. How strong you are in the spirit is your faith. And that's what connects you to God. And substance is the word hypostasis, which means that which stands underneath. Or the basis, the foundation for your life. You see, once faith is formed in your heart, it, then you then have a foundation for your, out of which you can live, from which you can walk by faith, talk by faith, you know? And when you use that faith now, you release the power of God. And the more faith is built in your heart, the stronger the foundation you have to, in order to live that life. And so the faith of God is the invisible Basis of all things. When you receive God's word, you receive that substance in yourself. Isn't that tremendous? Hallelujah. You got it. Praise God. Now, it's a level playing field. We all have the same access to the word of God, um, to faith, through hearing the word of God. So we don't have an excuse. It's the words of God. That, it's not that some people have more faith than others, just that's the way it is. No. You get it from the word of God. You can become a faith giant if you'll just be dedicated to feeding on the word of God. Hallelujah. Your word can grow and grow and grow. You should be as hungry for food as you are. Sorry, for the word of God as you are for food. You know, how much substance of God's word is, is built up in your heart? That's your connection to God, your ability to receive from God. 
It's the foundation of your spiritual life. If you put the word of God first, you'll be building substance, foundation for your whole life. You know, people are weak in faith. Do you know why? They just devote so little time and attention to receiving God's word. They're busy doing other things or following some fad. And, and yet you cannot bypass this fact that faith comes one way, by hearing the word of God. Read the word of God. Listen to good CDs. You know, uh, watch good Christian programs that teach the word. And then 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 3 will apply to you. He says, we thank God for you because your faith grows exceedingly. That's what I want for you. Your faith to grow exceedingly. Get the word of God in you. You see, the hearing of of God's word starts a process in your heart in which faith is birthed, formed, and then developed. Stronger and stronger, as long as you keep feeding on the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know, bread is a gift that contains the strength you need, but unless you eat it and digest it, and it becomes part of you, it doesn't do you any good. In the same way, God's word contains faith. It will give you faith. But while you keep the Bible on the shelf, it's not going to do anything for you. You have to hear it and digest it for that faith to become part of you, for that substance in the word to become formed inside you, changing you. Then that strength is yours. The word of God is your spiritual food. Take it into your heart. You know, the strength that you have spiritually is your faith. Praise God. Well, the process of digestion by which we absorb the word of God is called meditation. You know, just like we eat, we digest food to absorb it. And it's a process. So we need to keep hearing and meditating on the word of God until it's fully absorbed. And then it establishes strong faith in you. You know, if you had some food and you just rubbed it all over your body, that's not going to do you any good, is it? You've got to take it inside yourself. That's what meditation is. Not just a passing acquaintance with the Word of God, but you've got to chew on it. You've got to digest it. And uh, have an open ear and an open heart. Let it get into you. Meditation actually means to mutter the Word to yourself over and over. It means to chew the cud. A sheep or a cow does has more than one stomach and it eats the food, it goes into one of the stomachs and then at a later time um, it brings it up into the mouth again and it chews it some more and it keeps doing this, keeps ruminating until it's fully digested. And we're the same way, we get the word a bit into us and then we need to keep bringing it up to our mouth and chew on it and speak it to ourselves. Visualize it, personalize it. And as you do it, you're hearing it and hearing it, and gradually that word is getting digested and assimilated into your heart. That's what he t- why he told Joshua. You want success, Joshua? Well, this book of the law mustn't depart from your mouth, but you will meditate on it day and night. Then you'll see good success. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man, successful is the man, whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on it day and night. You'll be like a tree 
planted by the rivers of water, who brings forth his fruit in his season, his leaf shall not wither, and all he does shall prosper. And this man is, is, is established in the word of God, and he's, his roots are down deep in the word of God, and he's drawing all the goodness of the word of God through his meditation, so that it doesn't matter what's going on around him. He is blessed, and he is doing wonderfully. We need to, to do that. We need to meditate on the word of God. And the process of developing faith, as we've shared before, uh, faith is formed as a process of time as we hear and meditate the word. First of all, it starts with knowing what the word says. You know, you have to meditate on the word until you understand it, until you know what it's saying. That may take a bit of time. You've got to give it your attention until you know what it's saying. That's knowledge. But then you have to go further. You have to continue to meditate, particularly on the character of the one who made the statement, who gave the word, that his promise is true, that you have, you've, become, you've got to become... It's not just that you know what it says in a detached way, but you now accept that it's true and it's for you. And that God is powerful to do it. He is faithful to do it. He loves you. And you become convinced that this thing is for you. That God is offering it for you. And then once you have reached that point, then you need to come to God. Put your trust in him. And ask and receive that blessing that is promised. Surrender your will to God. And say, God... That promise is your will to me. That's what you want to do in my life. So I surrender to that. Let it be according to your word. I believe I receive it. And the moment you actually trust, you see, knowledge is to do with the mind. And, and, and then the, um, I talked about the emotions, that you become fully persuaded that it's for you and, and this is something that you want. But until you trust and surrender to the word and commit your faith to that word, you know, faith is not fully formed in your heart. Yes, when you accept it's true, when you know it's for you, you have a, a kind of faith there. But until you actually, until your will is conquered by the word, until you submit your will to the word, until you trust yourself to the word, then that faith is not fully formed in your heart. The moment you surrender to the word and receive it in your heart, now the substance of faith is fully formed in your heart. Now you become a changed person. Hallelujah. Now you are connected to God's power and God's blessing in that area. Faith now has been fully absorbed. The faith in God's word now becomes part of who you are. You become changed. And now you have that substance in your heart. And now you can start living and talking out of that substance. With the word received in your heart, you have the spiritual substance of faith in your heart, and now you can live out from that foundation so that your whole lifestyle now, your thoughts, your words, your actions will be different from before because now you'll be living by faith dependence on God, trusting, relying on God's power, God's grace. This is the description of receiving the word of God I love. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 
it says, we also thank God without ceasing because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively, mightily, powerfully works in you who believe, or literally, who are believing. Now, this is a wonderful picture of those who believe in their heart, you see, resulting in them connected to the power of God so that the power of God is now working in them through their faith. It describes how they allowed that faith to be formed in their heart. How did that faith get established in their heart? It says you, they, are, they are the believing ones now. They're enjoying the word working in their life. God's power working in their life. How did they get to that point? How did they receive faith? It was through hearing the word of God. How did they let this faith be formed in their heart? Through receiving the word of God. And the key to them receiving the word effectively in their heart was to receive it as the word of God. Notice it says they didn't accept it as the word of men, but they accepted it as the word of God. What does that mean? They welcomed it. They surrendered to it as the final authority over their life. That's that final stage of faith where you trust the word, where you surrender it to it, and you trust the one who gave it. And by accepting it as the word of God is when they did that. And then the word came into their heart. The substance of faith was established in their heart. And now he says, that word now, the power of God, was now working mightily in them. As a result, you see, God's grace was now working powerfully and effectively in them through the faith now that had been formed in their heart because they were in a state of believing. It says, you received it as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe, literally in you who are believing. They are now in a state of believing. They receive the word and now they continue to believe. And as long as they continue to believe in that word, as long as that substance is, is in their heart, then the mighty power of God is working in them. Hallelujah. You know, even after you've received the word, it's important that you continue to meditate on the word and keep your heart in that state where you are actively believing and trusting in that word. And then the word of God, that has the power in it as well, is mightily working in you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Put the word of God first in your life and you'll be a strong, dynamic, successful Christian. Try and bypass the word of God, you will fail. 